we're a trucking business and beyond. We're a segment of we're, trucking. Is that business. what we are? Yeah. We, we get segment credit. All right. So this is Kevin and Mike Beckett with Rolling Toe, the, the show. A segment of trucking. A segment business of trucking and business and beyond. Do I have to say that every time? It does a little long, doesn't it? Do they pay me to say that every time? They don't pay us anything ever. <laughs> Nobody's paying me for no, this. This is all freebie. You don't have to pay me for this. I enjoy it anyway. Yeah, because we like talking about tires and tire wear all and handling and chrome and New suspensions, old suspensions, marriage counseling. Yeah, marriage counseling. Any any of those things. And puppies, puppies, mm-hmm. puppies. Driving across country. Yeah, we do that too. We talk about it. Yep. Right now we're talking about heat. Heat, isn't it? It's uh, one of the longest days of the year, so yeah. you would think that the heat would come. No doubt about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we say, this is the Rolling Toe Show on, uh, this is June 22nd, the day after the, the longest day of the year. The 622. 622. Okay. Right. There's another date coming up real shortly that's important. For some reason, six two seven, six two seven. That's the one. Yeah, that, that's when I always remember it as six two five for some reason. Oh, but uh, that's that's to be safe. You'd I'd be think. early if you yeah, if you remember your mother's birthday two days early. It's far better that's than remembering two days late. I usually remember it about two months too late. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and and this year she hits the big seventy five. Seventy five years old. Yeah. And that makes you 74. I'm 74 until February, and then I turn 75. And you're 75. And you're still here, just chatting away on the podcasts. Because only the good die young. With only about 50 years of experience. Yes. Yeah. Or more. On uh, on aligning trucks, higher wear, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So anything new and exciting happened this week for you? This week, for me... um, Oh, man, I've been working and working and working, but I've been working on Steve's stuff, which is nice. Steve uh, Gilson is a new uh, employee here. A return employee. return employee. He used to be here years ago doing telemarketing for us, and he came back to us and said he wanted to try it again. And we said, you know what? We'd be really happy to have you. And we haven't been doing telemarketing for how many years? Uh, at least five, six, yeah. seven. So we're going to... Uh, Try that again, see if we can stir up a little more business. Right. And his, uh, I mean, just this week, but still trying to get everything sorted out so that everything's personalized for him. He's still, he's saying, he's just amazed how much interest there is. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, 15 years ago, yeah, maybe you might get some interest. But now he's saying just uh, pretty regular people are very interested in what cool. I have to say. Cool. No, we've let the market alone. It's like it's like not fishing a pond for a few years, right? And then you go back and start fishing, and things start coming out of the pond. That's I think that's it. Okay, I'll take your word for it. All right. So this is also a call-in show. Yeah. Well, we don't just talk about ourselves. We don't. And uh, if you wanted to call in, you would call eight five five nine five zero three eight three five, the same as the other trucking business and beyond shows so if you if you have any questions about tires alignments don't call about marriage just don't um (laughs) puppies or chrome or driving across the country or shops that you've been to alignments that you didn't like whatever it is you got going on 
uh, we've got, we're here for you. And we've got a guy right now with a question about, man, you know, this, I have no idea what he's actually calling about. So we're just going to bring him on. How you doing, guys? Hello, I've called before. From South Carolina. Yeah, okay. Terrence. I've, I've called before about the yes, frameless uh, dump trailer with the out-of-alignment axle. Uh-huh. Well, uh, so obviously yeah. I'm getting weird tire wear. And my question would be is how, what would be the best way to tell them to rotate it to try and shave the tires? Because here's what I got. The one axle is like a, I don't know, how, like a quarter of an, I don't know the exact measurement it's off. But my front, my left front inside tire is, the inside edge is completely like, that's the first that goes. And then it goes, you know, to the next tire is the same thing on that axle. And then the other side, the right side, it's wearing on the out, you know, the uh, outer side edge because it's scuffing down the road. Obviously, that's out of alignment. Mm-hmm. Pitch. What would be mm-hmm. the What would be the the best way to road? I know the best thing to do is to get the damn trailer aligned, but then they're not going to do that. I'm just trying to get them to to try and get keep you know change the tire. What is the other road. axle wearing like? The back axle. Yeah, that yeah. that that doesn't have that. That's what that's wearing fine. So just have a front to back front axle a back axle. No. No, you don't want to mess oh. up the axle that's wearing good. Just leave that one alone. So just right. switch your tires on that front axle side to side. Okay. And that's about as good as you're going to get. But you know what's going to happen? I'm thinking if they do that, well, no, because then it'll be on the outside edge. No, that would work. Yeah, all right. Because, yeah. you know, like my, literally like my inside on, on the front, on the inside axle, on the inside tire, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not even touching. Well, mm-hmm. it's almost not touching the ground now. So I'm gonna, I'm losing. Uh, I understand. You know, huh. uh, I understand. But I'm telling you that if you're not going to fix the truck, the best kind of rotation you can do is it's simply take the tires on that axle and switch them side to side. Okay. So in other words, just to, like take the, take those two, the two that are on on the left side, just move those two all right to that. The same same same. Um, yeah, you're rotating. You know what I mean? Are you flipping them, or are you just moving them like the rim, way they the position rims, they're in now? Rims and all, just switch them side to side. Okay, I got you. All right, okay. I'll see if they'll do that. But very good, sir. Yeah, because it's getting. I'm worried about. I'm worried about losing so much footprint. You know. Yeah, I understand. I understand. But if all they're right. not going to fix it, cool. that's the best thing you can do. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. See you cool. later. Thank, thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye. Uh, we had, do you have any other calls there? I have, I have one. Well, they can wait a minute. They're going to wait a minute. I was working with the fleet last week on Friday and we Eight were measuring three. trailers. Yes. And we put the lasers on. He's 75 and he's still working with a fleet. Sure. Uh, I wasn't under the truck getting dirty. No, fortunately. I was walking around pointing and telling them what to do. Right. Okay. So anyway. We measure this trailer, we shoot the lasers the length of the trailer, and the axle looks like it's aimed five inches to the right in the length of the trailer. Right. And the guy says, how can it be that far off? And I said, well, if they were using the standard trailer measurement system, which means you put a pogo stick and measure from the fifth wheel pin, angle back to the right rear, and measure angle back to the left rear, and you're trying to get those two measurements the same. A triangulation. Triangulation measurement. Now, if you get a dead zero, it's perfect. But right. you can't get things dead zero. So when they pull the tape measure, most people allow an eighth of an inch error. Yeah, it's just an eighth of an inch. I mean, it's an eighth of an inch. Tiny. Okay. Well, that skews the axle back on one side or the other an eighth of an inch. 
When you put the lasers on and shoot the lasers the length of the truck, the length of the trailer, if you're off an eighth of an inch, you'll be off three inches on the lasers. Right. Now, I can see three inches. I'm an old guy, but I can see three inches. I have a hard time seeing an eighth. He said, but this one's off five inches. I said, well, I said the standard is an eighth. Their manufacturing process might allow a quarter inch. Right. We don't know. And if it's off a quarter inch, it's going to be off six inches. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. Now I'm understanding. Okay. All right. Fine. So then they called us a few days later and said they had another new trailer in and it was off 10 inches. Right. Okay. But again, you've got to remember that if you're measuring linear distances, you can be off three eighths of an inch mm-hmm. and think you're not off very much. But it's, and the, the important thing here being when we're discussing these numbers, uh, Yes, we're saying it's the difference between how we measure versus how you might measure with a triangulation. Right. But the result is uh, uh, plain to see. That's how far that axle is trying to travel in that direction. Every time it travels from the axle position to the fifth wheel, 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 it travels that distance, it drags it 10 inches sideways. Right. A 53-foot trailer every 50 feet. Now, to give you another reference number to that, hunters like to measure in degrees. Degrees. Okay, well, if you're off an eighth of an inch in the length mm-hmm. using the tape measure, which would be off three inches in our measurement. On our protracted measurement. That's off 0.12 degrees on a hunter. It sounds small. Well, 0.12, that can't be much of anything. It shouldn't be. But it is an angle of degrees, and yeah. you project it over a distance, and you find out what your error is. The further away you get from the point of origin, the further away from the truck you get. Correct. Correct. Yep. Yes. So, yes. Uh, okay. That's my trailer discussion today. Right. So it sounds like in this case, he's got one trailer axle. And that's the interesting thing about trailer axles. Which one guides the vehicle down the road? Well, that's the interesting thing. The way the angle of the bed of the trailer sits, uh-huh. if it's up in the back, it tends to put more weight on the front axle. If it's down in the back, it tends to put more weight on the back axle. Right. And the axle that is carrying that little bit more weight becomes the dominant axle for direction of travel. And then the other axle, which is off related to it, will drag sideways. So his rear axle was wearing beautiful. Yes. His front axle was wearing on the inside on the left and the outside of the right, which tells me if you measured between the two axles, it was probably wider apart on the passenger side. Right. And that front axle is dragging sideways toward the right, trying to keep up with the rear. Right. And how far, how bad would it have to be to do that kind of wear? Uh, it depends on mileage. It's always so how much drag and how many miles. Right. <clears throat> so it could be, it could just be one quarter of an inch, but it could be much greater. Yeah. You've seen off three quarters of an inch. Right. So and on our lasers, that would be off the scale. Off the scale. Can't even find it on the truck. <clears throat> okay. All right. Well, now we've got two people calling. So two people. We triggered somebody. They're only, um, we're only taking calls on trailers today. Well, fortunately, this next one is on trailers. Well, there you go. So well, he's sticking to the program. Hello, Mark. Howdy. Um, we lost I have Howdy. A, there you are. Uh, oh, can you hear me? There you are. I have a trailer, yep. which I bought yeah. brand new. Um, I'm not exactly sure of the mileage. I don't have a hub meter, and I didn't pull it all the time. But I've got about 160,000 miles on it. Uh, it's a van okay. trailer with closed tandems. Um, mm-hmm. it came out with the cheapest trader tires, period. They're generals and, uh, mm-hmm. it's what it came out of the factory mm-hmm. on. And, um, I am starting to see tire wear on the inside shoulders of 
all eight. And before I go, is this a Hendrickson nice air ride rolling, suspension? I believe it is. I, I guess I, well, I guess I honestly don't know. Um, okay. Um, well, on the I label, back and on the driver's side of the trailer, just above the tandems, it will tell you what brand that suspension is. Right. Okay. And okay. the odds are it's a Hendrickson air ride. <clears throat> And if you look underneath the okay. trailer and the axles are welded into it and there's no U-bolts, then you have the Hendrickson tracks slash van track suspension. Okay. And they build no those U-bolts. with a larger, all right, sure. so it's a larger diameter thin wall axle. And as you go down the road and hit bumps in the road, the axle will flex down in the middle, which pushes the bottom of the tire out. And as the tire recovers and comes back to the middle, it chops the inside edge off the inside tires. Okay. Just, and this, is, this has been happening since this was designed almost 20 years ago. Yeah, it's been 20 years, 23 years since that suspension axle came out. We've had this problem for 23 years. Okay. Now, I'm... So, you know, it's, go ahead. Like I say, I've got, I've got maybe 160,000 miles on it, and they're, they're nowhere near ruined, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to buy some, uh, some decent low rolling resistant tires for it, which is spend a little more money. Um, so this, this is not anything that can just be adjusted out. This is just the facts of the, the way it's built, right? Well, what we have found to do with a particular axle is we take uh eighth inch thick by half inch sized angle iron, inch and a half, inch and a half. And set it on top okay. of the axle and well, spot weld it on. Now, there's two short pieces um, from oh. the suspension out to the brake backing plate uh-huh. and then a long piece across the middle. And once you weld that on, it stiffens the axle up and we don't have this problem anymore. Right. Just add a little more strength that they took out by making the wall thinner. And that's just an eighth-inch thick angle? Eighth by, you said eighth eighth by inch thick inch? By, inch and, by inch and a half. And you, do, and you don't have to yeah. weld it all the way across. Just spot weld it. Yeah, just spot tack weld it every six to eight inches. Right. Okay. I've got I've got many sticks of that. It just doesn't seem like yeah, that's not a very heavy, you know, not a heavy piece of angle. No. Um, and the but, interesting thing is we had some guys that didn't weld the piece across the middle. They just put the two short outside pieces on. And that seemed to solve it. So maybe all the flex is just in that outside part of the axle. Right. Okay. Well, then that's uh, it. And I'll do that when I'm I'm sitting empty, right? Um, That should be. It doesn't matter. You're going to have to jack. You're going to have to jack. You're going to have to jack the axle up and take the wheels off to get that outside piece on anyway. uh Uh-huh. So if you can Um, jack it up full and you want to do it full, it doesn't really matter. Okay, so the axle's not flexing just because of low. It's flexing because of bouncing. Yeah, yeah right? right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Okay. Um, I have another unrelated question. Um, I, I'm just in the middle of buying a three-axle, uh, 44-foot coach. Got a tag on the back, and it seems to go down the road very nicely as it is right now. Uh, there's no tire wear and I'm, yeah, it's a coach. So, you know, if it gets seven to 10,000 miles in a year, then, then I've taken too many vacations. Is there a, um, right. do you, will you guys, and I'm told there's, there's that nobody really wants to align those, but 
that those are the people who probably never heard of you, right? <laughs> <laughs> that no, I, that varies. I've I've got guys that have my equipment that will not touch a trailer. They won't touch an RV. Uh-huh. All they want to do is work on tractors. Okay, I've got other guys that'll tackle right. anything that comes to the door. Right. So you got to kind of call around and see who you're talking to. What part of the country are you in? Well, I'm. <laughs> Uh, I'm in the Kansas City area, so I'm not far from you. Well, so. we, we don't do alignments anymore. Right. We sell the equipment, do oh, the okay. training, do the consulting, but I don't bend wrenches anymore. Okay. There's a really good does guy in Chad, Kansas City. The problem Chad is work? he's one of the – as far as I oh, know, Chad ahead. won't touch a motorhome, but you can call him and ask him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he, won't, he won't hurt you. <laughs> yeah. He, if, he, if he'll handle it, he'll tell you. If he won't, he'll tell you that too. He's straight up. Um. Okay. But you could go through our list that's on our website and find somebody close to you that wants to do it and, and have a good time with it. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Not a problem, buddy. You have a good day. Thank you much. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. So that's two trailers and an RV. Yeah. You know, if he's got an RV, we should we really should have charged him RV prices for those answers. The advice, yes. RV prices are real expensive. Now, I had somebody just today from Canada call about an RV mm-hmm. that they were having trouble with. Yeah. They said it had a, a floaty feeling in the front end. Yeah. This, the, it was mentioned to the owner of the thing that maybe what he needs to do is increase his caster, and then it'll get better. It'll, it'll feel better. Mm-hmm. Now, this this is a Ford chassis, so you, you, instantly I think I know what I'm going to find. Uh, I But they went ahead told me what they found for measurements, and it has seven degrees of caster on it. You don't want any more? No, no more isn't going to help. Not an all-wheel drive. Okay. I was a little surprised by that. So they're just putting seven degrees of caster just on any axle anymore. Yeah, the odds are he's towed out. Good chance of that. But they said that the measurements came out really good. If they measured on turn plates, I don't believe them. No, this was one of our shops. Oh, one of our shops. Okay. Right. So the issue is you got too much weight behind the drive axle. Yes. That's what happens on a lot of these are He's lifting the front end of the truck up. He doesn't have enough traction. Right, right. So just shift your weight around or, mm-hmm. you know, have somebody hang on to the bumper while you're driving. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the biggest person in the RV, the biggest person on the trip for that day. Do you know? Sit on the do you know that the the cranes that go around they have counterbalanced weights that they have to right. put on to counter. They need to get one of those and hang on the front bumper. Right. Let's go to your nearest John Deere. Yeah, get a John Deere weight one of those to put big on plates there. they put on the yeah on the front of it. Paint it to match your yeah. RV color. Yes, you'll be good. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So we got another one here. Uh, I uh, Paul maybe. Oh, hello, hello. Um, uh, yeah. Oh my God. No, I'm getting a call. I got to take right now. I'll call you right back. All right. <laughs> okay, okay. No All problem. Right. No problem. Call us right back. <clears throat> okay. okay. Well, that's okay. Murphy's right. law. Yes. Yeah. That's the way it goes. Uh huh. Okay. Well, we'll take him back when he calls back. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. RVs um, and buses. We've had a lot of experience with different kinds of RVs, Ford chassis, um, van hools, centras. I'm going to go, you've done this before and now it's my turn. I'm going to go speak to the fire truck people. Yes, you are. Which is a similar messed up little niche environment. Mm -hmm. Like the, the, the problem with both the RV and the fire truck market is that they actually don't drive very far. 
No. I mean, they think they do because they went on a 3,000-mile Yeah, but like he said, if he gets 7,000 miles a year, that's a lot. Right. So it's hard to, it's hard to, uh, for, uh, you know, the, the tires rot typically before they fail. Well, let's not use the word rot. <laughs> let's use the word age out. Age out. Yeah, tires age out age before they out before they're yeah. worn out. Yeah, that's why you know, they got those wheel covers to keep the sun off. Them. Right, but right. they were still going to age out yeah. in just seven years anyway. Yeah, and the, and the fire truck people have the same problem. Yeah, <clears throat> most fire department operations operate in about a seven mile radius. Right, right. Out there, we're all B. I suppose they've got longer ranges than that. Maybe Up in Colorado, yeah. You, but but if you're doing all the city guys in yeah. in all those cities around Denver, yeah, and and Greeley and and right. Fort Collins, they they still don't go very far. Right, They're city fire JIs. Most of them still won't. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So their alignment problems are different. But right. this fellow that has the brand new RV that he says it drives pretty good and it wears pretty good. Uh, if I was him, all I would do, be doing is feeling the steer tires and that auxiliary axle for feathered wear. Right. And if there was no feathered wear on those tires, I wouldn't take it to anybody to do anything to it. Why bother? Yeah. But if, okay, now if you're driving down the road and it's bouncing, well, maybe it's time to talk about balance or something else. But um, until you have a problem to complain about. Yeah, until you have feathered wear, you don't need an alignment. Right. If you have... Well, that's true of everybody. Yes. Yes, that's the first cut. There's right. no feathered wear. It's not alignment. you got to find out what's wrong. The fleet that I was working with last Friday, they wanted to test our alignment equipment. And so I went in and said, okay, now, here's how you use the equipment. Here's feathered wear. This is what you're looking for. Now let's talk about these other wear patterns. And I talked about improper inflation causing center rib wear. And I talked about the 55-degree wheel cut causing outside edge wear. And the inside edge wear and the drive and trailer axles from the lightweight axles. Mm-hmm. I said, now, I don't care if you fix the 55-degree wheel cut. I don't care if you inflate the tires to prevent this other wear. I don't care if you fix the drive axles and trailer axles. Right. What I don't want you to do is blaming me and my alignment equipment because it didn't fix those things because that's not alignment. Right. The only thing that's alignment is that feathered wear. Right. That's, if you're not getting feathered wear, you don't have an alignment issue. Right. <clears throat> now, if you got Michelin tires, though, by the way, you got to feel that little spike. Right in the, the, those three middle ribs. you got to feel those sipes to feel the feathering. There was a Bridgestone tire at that fleet yeah. that had the same sipes, and you couldn't hardly tell it was featherware until you felt that, but it was there. It was there. Those yeah. sipes will reveal it. Yeah. Those little S-shaped sipes. You just run your fingertip over those things, and you will feel if it's taller on one side or Pushing the other. Pushing toward the frame is one thing. Pulling back out from the frame is the other. One way sharp, one way smooth. You got feathered work. Right. Now that's, I mean, I like the fact that they're they're that good of a tire that they don't show feathering. Mm-hmm. I dislike the fact that it's making bad alignment shops look good. Well, by the same token then, they said, well, you've got some feathered wear there. He says, I don't think that's enough to concern myself with. I said, well, the second test is you dip the tire and see how much tread you got. Right. He says, all right, I got 12, 30 seconds. Right. You started with 18. You've used six. Right. Our standard is for a highway truck, you should be getting 15,000 miles for every 30, 30 seconds you wear off. Right. So this tire had better have 90,000 miles on it or close to it. Or else it's getting robbed. Or you're getting robbed. Oh, he says, oh, we can look at that. Okay. Look now, if it's got 30,000 miles instead of 90, you've got a problem and the tire's just hiding it. Mm-hmm. So two, That's it. two standards. That's it. 
All right. We got two people calling in here, not the one that had to drop either. So we got him coming back later. This one is another trailer thing. Good. Trailer day. I'm not sure what he's hey actually asking, but he's talking about. Hey, hello there. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I missed the first time I've ever done your little, your little recording deal there. And <laughs> no I, I was, anyway, I, so going back to what you were talking about with your triangulation off the kingpin, how do you square? Mm-hmm from the front corners, I, like say it's an aluminum flatbed, are they normally pretty square when they're welded together? Or do you, can you just measure like drop an angle iron off the corner and measure back or, or is it better to do the yeah, triangular placement? Are, 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 are you, so you're looking for a mechanical way you can do it without our laser system, without any big fancy right, yeah. computer system can you, and measure yep. and have an idea. Okay, let me give you two ways to do that. Okay. The first way is we take a piece of string, a long piece of string, string. and we go between the two trailer axles and hook it on a bolt on the frame. We wrap it around the front drive tire, and we take that string all the way up to where the landing gear is. Front trailer tire. You're on the front trailer axle. You bring the string in until it touches this. Yes. You bring the string in until it touches both the front and back sidewall of that tire. Right. And the way to know you've done that, the easiest way to know you've done that from all the way at the front of the trailer is to pull it tight and strum it like a guitar string. And you'll see it wiggling. When it hits the tire, it'll stop wiggling. You'll feel when it touches the tire. Yep. All right. Now you take a tape measure and you put it against the landing gear and you bring the string in until it touches the two sidewalls and you get a dimension from the landing gear out to where the string hits the tires. So it's, let's say, 24 inches or 30 inches out. Got it? Okay. Let's say. Any number. Now you go to the other side of the trailer, wrap the string around that side, measure up to the landing gear. Now, if you get 30 on one side and 30 on the other side, that axle's ain't straight, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, so you're measuring. Okay, so then basically you're you're measuring from the tire to the landing gear on each side. Correct. Correct? Correct. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be the landing gear. Right. It can be. Let's say it's off an inch. Let's say you're, the left side's 30 inches and the right side's 29 inches. That means the axle's aimed an inch to the left, isn't it? Okay, yep. Okay? That's makes, all you're okay, doing. Okay, yep, that makes now, sense. Okay. All right, now, let me give you another way to do it, all right? One more. Mm-hmm. To do this, you need a punch, a, a, a sharp-pointed punch, okay? Okay. And you need a tape measure, all right? And... You have somebody hold the tape measure on one side of the trailer, and you pull the tape measure across to the other side of the trailer, and you pivot the the tape measure forward and backward on on the end that's not being held still. And when you get the shortest measurement, you're measuring square across the trailer, aren't you? Okay, yes. I see what you're saying, yeah. All right. Now, when I've got it square across the trailer, I will take a, 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 a Sharpie, a little black Sharpie, and I'll make a mark on the front of the tape measure, and the other guy will make a mark on the front of his tape measure, so I know exactly where the two are when they're perfectly square across from each other, right? Okay. Then I take the metal punch, and I bang it right into that Sharpie mark so that I've got a permanent dent in that trailer that I know where it is. Got it? Yep. Yep. Now, I can take the tape measure. I can take the tape measure and I can measure from the front edge of the the trailer axle rim, the rim that's on the top, up to that dot on one side of the trailer, and from the front edge of the trailer axle rim up to the dot on the other side of the trailer. And when those two match, the axle's same square, isn't it? Then you're square. Okay. So, when you. 
The difference is okay. the difference between the string system and the dot system is when you're off an eighth of an inch on your tape measure, you'll be off about three inches on the string. So okay, same as uh, triangulation. Okay. Okay. Correct. Correct. Okay. Right. So that makes sense? So then, yes, I think so, yep. And so then when you go to adjust those axles uh, with the little turn deal on the side there, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that, you that have to, is it? Is that the same as like a, a, a tractor then? You make your adjustment and then you pull it forward so everything's tight and then and then do your redo your measurement or um I prefer to do that because depending on how much give there is in the bushing, when you adjust yeah, it, it, you're actually it off. moving yeah. the axle against the weight of you can compress it and when you roll it forward it releases and you find out where it's really gonna set. Right. Yeah. If you, if okay. you and especially if you had to adjust it backwards, yeah. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah, if you have an yeah. old spring ride with a turnbuckle, you turn the turnbuckle the exact number of eighths or, or, or half number of eighths of an inch or sixteenths of an inch between the two measurements that you had, and you would get okay. the way you need to yep. go for, with the uh, training. Just like a tie rod then. Okay. But with an eccentric. Just like a tie rod, yeah. But with an eccentric, okay. you're guessing. You're guessing how much it's going to move, right? Yeah. So, you move it a little bit, yeah. see what, it's, uh, see what it comes adjust. out at. Okay. Correct. Yes. And Correct. I would adjust until I see half of the correction that I wanted. Stop. Back it up. Roll it forward and see if the rest of it moves on its own. That's what Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, all right. I, yeah, I think I, I think right. I pretty well have you then. All right. So, all right. Cool. Thanks, guys. I cool. appreciate it. All right. You bet. Have fun. All right. Okay. So now we got two more, and both of them are from California. Let's start with this one that says Buck Owens. Buck Owens. Buck Owens. That's Bakersfield. Yep. That is Bakersfield. Yep. This is Michael yep. Mercer. You guys forgot about uh, Buck Owens. Yes, sir. We spoke the other day when we mentioned Merle Haggard. Um, Merle Haggard. So, yep. So just listening to you, so I have the Hendrick suspension. I have that centric adjuster. Do you have to shear that bolt mm-hmm. to move that thing? Yes, yes. You have to. It's a one-time use bolt. Okay? Yeah. So you go in there with a torch. You cut the head of the bolt off. You put a new bolt in there. And snug it up, but don't tighten it. You make the adjustment, you move it, you recheck it. When you get it where you want, then you tighten it down until that uh, head on the inside breaks off. And then you've got 550 foot-pounds of torque. You've clamped everything together, and it'll stay there. If it's more than three years old, they want you to replace those collars, too. So in, in both of those cases, whether it's the collars or the bolt, don't reuse it. We've seen you just You can see them on the road right now. They're just shaking back and forth because they're not holding tight. Right. They need the hanger up, then you have to replace the whole hanger. Right. So just so to use the one use. I mean, I think it's just a way for Anderson to make more money, but in a silly way because it doesn't happen very often. But it, you got to do it or you're, you're throwing away your money. Okay. I hear you on that. And Mike, I do have a business tip for you. I'm going to want a finder's fee if I help you out with this. But um, Sure. The, <laughs> All right. The, um, we got one of the big ARI houses, and we haul the hot military loads, and there's a bunch of us doing this. And if my old mm-hmm. lady isn't mad at me, this other guy's old lady's mad at him. There's always somebody's old lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Your marriage counseling business. So card. we need... Marriage counseling business cards. That's a good idea. <laughs> and, 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 call and, us and, here and we'll handle it. 
No, no. Well, so you show up there and you kick me my finder's fee for letting you know where we're all going to be. And you can just look around and see which old lady's mad. She's sitting there in the front seat with her arms crossed. You can tell she's pissed. She's not helping with the load. <laughs> and you can go over there and knock on her door and just start giving her the spill on, on how to be nice. Well, well and, nice. And, and the way to break the ice is to give her an ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, well, you seem good with words, and, and if you could ride around the country in a Prius with your woman, you got something figured out. We, we could use your help. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you about the store of the uh, supply of duct tape I carried with me, did I? <laughs> Was the duct tape for you or for her? <laughs> I'm not telling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did mention that to me before when I asked what's the secret to uh, traveling with my wife, and and you mentioned duct tape. But and the other thing that yes. makes it tough is we're all tired. We're running around the clock. You know, everybody's uh-huh. tired. You just don't sleep very well in the truck. And uh, yep, that's true. So <laughs> okay, well, I just thought that was pretty funny. And I, I appreciate it, buddy. You. That's well, a good idea. Good I'll, I'll work on that. Thank <laughs> you, sir. Bye bye. All right. <laughs> I, I recommend against it. You recommend against it? Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. We can have fun going around doing counseling like that. <laughs> uh, I don't. We have enough trouble with our job. Trouble? <laughs> trouble? <laughs> okay, one more here, also from California, the guy that had to hang up earlier. Let's see if he has another call when we answer this time. Hello, hello, hello. hello. Uh, so Hello. I have uh, a tire warranty question. I have a Michelin Super Single. Okay. And it, huh? last Sunday, it found that one nail on the road. And yeah. uh, I picked that nail up in a tire about an inch, inch and a half from the sidewall. And yeah. uh, hmm. the tire failed. But I have yes. the tire monitoring system sensor on the thing, and I alarm went off, so I stopped right away, and it did not explode. But it did, right. the sidewall did crack, and I started losing air through yep. the crack, because right where that nail went in. Uh, is that something, is that something that Michelin, Michelin would warranty, because that crack... Only if you bought road hazard insurance when you bought the tire. I didn't know there was such a thing. Well, if I go to OK Tire here in town and I buy my tires, they'll give me a road hazard insurance on the tires I buy. I, I don't know who you're buying from, but if they offer road hazard insurance on a commercial truck tire, it would be a charge that is separate from the manufacturer's warranty. Right, right. Yeah, the manufacturer well, cannot warranty that. Right. Okay. Well, knowing how cheap I am, I would probably buy that insurance anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I just uh, want to know because the tire is still in pretty good shape, and it's a shame to. I guess I'll make a planter out of it. Uh, next question: You guys are very uh, eloquent and explain all these uh, ideas about alignment and how to do these procedures very well, and it's crystal clear mm-hmm. how to do them. However, some truck drivers, just by the nature of us, you know, them, them truck drivers being truck drivers aren't intelligent enough to grasp some of these concepts uh, just mm-hmm. through the radio. And some people, mm-hmm. you know, That's may true. need like a visual assistant of uh, grasping these simple concepts. Do you guys have any mm-hmm. videos out on YouTube land uh, how to do these measurements and all that? I'm asking for a friend, obviously. We, yeah, for a friend, yeah. 
We have YouTube videos. You look up MD Alignment, and you'll find our batch videos. And we also have our website, which is mdalign.com. Oh, it's on the website. And under the products okay. tab, uh, yes. on our products tab, there's an online video library with like 20 different videos on different things, including right. how to string and tape measure a truck. All true. Yeah, that, that same video can be found on YouTube, but not by us. Some other... Some other guy did it. Guy put our video on YouTube. Oh, he put our video on YouTube? Oh, okay. All right. And there's books. If you go to our website under the products, you'll find the books. And there's a book on how to string and measure your truck. Right. There you go. I I, I do have your book. But that's that's only for people who can read. Right. Now, people who can't read can look at the video. Right. People who can read can look at the video, too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but the video, the video has some cute girls in it, <laughs> and little kids, and little kids, and yeah. no, no animals. It's all, it's all G, uh, G rated. It's all okay. <laughs> Very G. However, okay. it was, it was the the girls that were in it, as modestly dressed as they were, was still a bridge too far for what was it, Michelin? Uh, there was a couple of different companies that said we had to edit the girls out. They didn't want them in, in there. The, and the funny the thing was, the one girl, she was carrying, when we would change subject, we changed from tow to caster, from caster to something else. We had signs that she walked around and carried them around through the video, kind of like the girls in the boxing matches oh, where they go from uh, round one, round two. Yeah. Okay. And then there was another gal that came in with... with as another gal came in with uh, uh, face makeup and powder for me because, you know, it's... Uh, to make them look good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, the girl who was walking around with the signs, her husband was the cameraman. And the girl who was with the powder and stuff, her dad was the fleet maintenance man, and her mother was behind the camera telling her what to do. <laughs> well, now I'm going to have to watch those videos as well. Okay, now, if you're going to watch right, this you, tape measure video, see yeah. you later. See you. But I tell everybody, now. if you go to the website, if, <laughs> if you go to the website and you want to watch that string and tape measure video, you need to count how many times I wore a different hat. Right. Right. And uh, now, did you have two military hats in that? Or? I'm not telling you. Not telling you. No. Yeah, you got to figure out how many different right. hats did I wear. I know you had my squadron hat in there. Uh, I'm not talking, but I don't recall if you had the Lincoln hat. It's all secrets. It's all secrets. Yes. All right. Okay. Here's another one. Um, as we're coming up on, ah, we still got 15 minutes. Um, let's see. This is David calling in regards to a bounce. This is about a truck. I don't know if we answered that question. Yeah, I don't know Dave. if we got uh, we're all trailers or not. All right. Let's see this. Uh, truck Maybe we question. can blame the trailer on the bounce. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Well, I, I don't have a problem much you blame it on as long as we can figure it out. Okay. This, this is a 2017 Volvo that we've just yeah. recently bought. My This is my wife's truck. And what we're having a problem with, and I said bounce, but it, I think it's actually a wobble, but it's that typical wobble sensation or vibration that comes in around 42 or 45. And you can drive out of it, you can drive out of it, you know, around 52 to 55. Is, do you and feel it, this wobble in the steering wheel or in your feet and seat? I feel like it's more in your feet and your seat. What do you think, Deb? 
She, she, well, she thinks it's coming up through the steering wheel more. Now, okay, like I right. said, this, we've, we've just bought this truck, and I'm still, you know, I'm old school. I drive two million mile trucks, big engines and so forth. We're learning, you know, I'm learning just like a newbie on this truck. The only thing I've done is I did pull it into my shop, put the masking tape up on the wheels, you know, on the backside, take the measurement, roll it forward, yep. take the measurements. Yep. It's towed in. And it's what did towed you in. It's towed in one eighth of an inch. That's fine. That's right. that's your problem then. Okay. So we're gonna leave that one alone. That speed okay. range is a good speed range if you're slightly towed out and then it'll show up in the steering wheel. That speed range is also very good if the pinion angles aren't quite right in the rear end. Okay? Okay. It's also a good speed range if you have different diameter tires on one axle drive axle compared to the other drive axle. No, we have a matching set. Okay, good. So then what I want you to do is I want you to measure the pinion angles to see if they're if the differentials are set at the wrong angle. Okay? Okay. Now, I wondered about that. Very tricky. You're going to have to buy some extremely expensive equipment to measure this, okay? <laughs> oh, I love buying tools, but I have a feeling there your uh, your description had a little bit of a, a pun in there with it. But I'll just go along there with whatever you say. There might be a tongue in cheek. Yeah, there might be okay. a tongue in cheek here. All right. You need a digital level. Right. I mean, yeah. you could use okay. a digital level. Uh, digital level. I can't digital read analog level. levels. All right. Now, if you don't have a digital level in your toolbox, a little six-inch long digital level, your phone has a digital level in it. Okay. Oh, okay. And it'll measure it'll measure in degrees. And if you don't have it, you can download a free app to put a level in your phone. All right. So we've got this okay. level in the phone. You set the level on the frame of the truck, standing on its edge, in line with the frame. Okay, and and it'll tell okay. you if the frame is at dead zero or it's leaning downhill a little or uphill a little in degrees. Got it? Yes. Then you take the level, once you know what the frame is, let's say the frame is zero just for the sake of a number. Then you take the level and you put it on the differential housing right next to the U-bolts. And you're measuring the angle right. the differential is compared to the frame. Got it? Okay. All right. Now, the front differential should be at about three degrees, and the rear differential should be at about 13 degrees. Right. Ten degrees difference. Okay. Okay. Three degrees on, what, three degrees on the front. Three on the front, sorry, 15 on the back. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And it doesn't matter what brand of truck it is. No, I was curious, though. It doesn't matter because the design of the differential housings, whether it's a Meritor housing, uh, an Alliance, a uh, uh, Detroit housing, a Dana housing, Meritor housing. It's all the same. They're all the same. Right. Unless you're a Mac where the drive shaft goes to the top of the differential. This isn't going to be that. It's not going to be that. It's going to be one that comes in the front of the front differential, comes out the back of the front diff, goes into the front of the rear diff. But all yeah, those standards... All of those need th about three on the front and about 13 on the back. Okay. That's my, my... Now, if the air rides are the wrong heights, 
both of those are going to be wrong. If somebody yeah. put the U-bolts together and put the wrong wedges between the leaf spring and the axle, one of them could be right and the other could be wrong. So the simple way is to measure and see if you're close to 3 and 13. If you're close, that's not your problem. We'll talk about something else then. Right. Okay, well, that's enough to start with. And that, that's the issue since we've just bought this truck. I don't have any history. It's, mm-hmm. a, a, fleet tr- it's a fleet truck. We basically yep. bought it because How it had, had some similar specs. I'm sorry, what? How old of a He told us it's 2016, 2015, something? Uh, 2017 with 600,000. 17. Yeah, that's fine. Yes. And see, it's not hard for somebody to, to break U-bolts or something, and they take it apart, and there's a wedge that fits between the axle and the leaf spring that sets the pinion angle. And it's not hard for them to put the wedges in backwards on one axle. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm familiar with everything that you're... Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm no, familiar no. with everything you're talking about. My problem is this is the first tandem drive that we've had in quite a while because I convert mine all over to a single drive with a forward lift axle, which is there real is, easy to set. It, which is real easy to set up. This truck was bought mm-hmm. for my wife because it's an auto shift truck, and we're just you know working our sure. way through it. And his vibration is really the only, you know, we've gotten used to the sluggishness of the engine. I don't have to get up and go like, you know, my 500-horse cat mm-hmm. has, but it's making us mm-hmm. money, and it's making her life easier. So all we've got to do is figure out this vibration, and then I think I can put her to work, and she'll run 5,000 miles a week for me. I'm dreaming a little you bit. you start with that. We- if you don't find what you're expecting, call me direct. You can get our number off of the website, and I'll yes, be glad I, to have you more, okay? Right. But that gives us a very good place to start. Little, Thank you. Kevin's got I've something. I've got one little piece of uh, okay. advice. Just grease the crap out of the kingpins. Yeah. On the steel axle, grease the crap out of the kingpins. Jack it up, grease it, turn it, grease it, turn it the other way, grease it. Grease the crap out okay. of the kingpins and see if there's any effect from that. That's another good question. You said it vibrates at about 40-something and quits about 50-something. When you yeah. slow down, does it do it again? It does, does it a little bit. No, it does do it a little bit on the decal, but not as extreme. Yeah, I, Kevin's I right. It could be the thrust. It could be the thrust bearings under the kingpins, or it could be a dry spot if they weren't maintained properly. Right. So grease the crap out of it and see what effect that has. Right. Might help you. Okay. That'll give us something to start with. Thank you. Good luck, you buddy. (laughs) Doc. All right. All right. All right. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. A truck problem. Yes. On trailer day. Trailer day. Trailer day. We couldn't blame that on the trailer. We couldn't. No, we didn't even try. I should have. Would you? I should have tried. No. This was a speed range. Nothing about that. A wobble. Nothing about that says trailer. Gremlins? Gremlins in the trailer. Gremlins in the trailer. Yes. Or the gremlins live in the trailer. Yes. And they're getting out and causing the problem. And they're causing the problem. I see. All right. All right. It's not a gremlins causing it from the trailer. It's well, they, no, they could have chosen the it. If, it if they get down and make those rear axles bounce real hard during that phase, it'll travel through to the truck. Yeah, but they don't have a speedometer. Uh, you're trying to pick on me. <laughs> I can tell. All right. Uh, we got one more call here, and then I think we're just about done. We're getting close. Let's go with uh, this is Pat calling from something. 
Hello, Pat. Hey, hey, guys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Kevin. So I got a follow up. I, I oh, yeah. tuned in. I do. I do apologize, Mike. I didn't realize it was trailer day. I just tuned in, but uh, that's all right. That's all right. We'll manage. Feel feel free to hang up on me if if you please. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, okay. we got eight minutes here. We're going to talk real slow to <laughs> fill the time. Oh, perfect right. for me, Mike. Calm me down a little bit. So. Right. I'm following up on your last call. I've heard you talk about measuring the differential angles between the front and the rear differential, um, the housing. Mm-hmm. So, and I've always been confused on this one. Uh, we have to install a second um, drive shafts to run the blowers to off PTOs to, to run our tanks. So I've studied drive shaft right. angles and install things like that and follow the instructions for the blowers. And my understanding when you're running driveline angles is you need you need the one, the input, the output for the front of the drive shaft and then the input for the back of the drive shaft, so the opposite end of the drive shaft, you want those angles, the slope angles, to be the same. So you want it to be so they're on parallel mm-hmm. planes. So the angles mm-hmm. of each end of the drive shaft are on parallel planes. So if your engine angle, mm-hmm. therefore your transmission angle is three degrees, you want your blower mounted at three degrees so that you have you have a, a zero degree slope angle. Because my understanding okay. is when your slope angle is mismatched at your U joints Instead of a perfect circular rotation, you're getting a helical rotation, which causes binding. Uh, and then Correct. that binding leads to torsional vibrations, which can wipe out seals and joints, et cetera, et cetera. So when you Correct. talk about a your front differential having a zero d- degree or three degree slope and the back angle mm-hmm. and the back differential having a 13 degree slope and there's a drive shaft between mm-hmm. the two differentials, in my mind, I'm thinking, holy mm-hmm. shit, that's a 10-degree mismatch on the slope. That would wipe shit out. Obviously, it doesn't wipe out mm-hmm. your U-joints on the truck, if that's how it's supposed to be from the factory. But why? With such a drastic mm-hmm. slope difference, why are you not getting major torsional vibrations if those angles aren't matched? Because one is outputting at the top of the differential and the other is inputting at the center of the rear differential. So the angle is cut in half between the two of them, and you wind up with five and five on each one of them. Okay, so this is going to go. All right, I'm going to follow up with this one here. Our it's all in the design of the differential housings, right? I hear you on that, but when you mount the blower, the blower is like never on the same uh, horizontal plane as as the PTO, right? The blower input is always higher or lower than the PTO itself. But we're Correct. still supposed to we're mm-hmm. still supposed to ma- we're still supposed to match the slope angle. So the differential mm-hmm. top versus the bottom differential would just be basically the mounting height of the inputs. Of, of the flanges and the same concepts would still mm-hmm. apply. Like, like you would still, mm-hmm. even though they're not, even though they're one's higher and one's lower, there's a vertical offset. You, uh, in my blower world, mm-hmm. you still want the same slope angle. I don't understand why it's different on a truck mm-hmm. and why it doesn't lead to the same torsional vibration. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. Now see, I've never gotten inside the differentials to see what's going on. And I've never measured the output shaft angle on the back side of the front diff and the input shaft angle on the rear diff to see where they're really different or if they're the same. They both be, might both be on the same plane, but one's lower than the other. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Just because guess, the housing is at three degrees doesn't mean the shaft is at three degrees. Okay. That, that would answer it. Yeah, if that's the case, that would definitely answer it. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm I gonna have no idea there. if it is or not. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm gonna I just know that I'm, for I'm years, about it. yeah, this is the standard way. Now, mm-hmm. the other thing... Between the diffs, we know we need about 10 degrees. 
But then when you go from the front diff to the transmission, because we normally have two drive shafts up there, the plane is now completely blown away because you've got a carrier bearing in the middle. Right. So when I'm measuring the angles, if I've got three degrees on the front diff, the angle through the universal joint should not be zero. Right. It should be and three, the right? angle through it. Sh- well, the angle through it should not be more than one and a half degrees. So the drive shaft in front of it, if the, if the diff is at three degrees, the drive shaft in front of it could be one and a half degrees negative or one and a half degrees positive from the three degrees so that there's a, a, a degree to degree and a half break through the universal joint that allows it to preload. Uh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And then the next universal joint has to have the same one to one and a half degree break, either up or down. And so you can go forward in your drive shafts and just make sure you have a degree, degree and a half difference from the previous one and your angles will be okay. 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 Now well, I'm going to start measuring because I, I have a truck that has just a nasty, nasty hop. And it actually has the same thing mm-hmm. the last guy. The last guy talked about 45 mm-hmm. degrees. If your ass just feels like it's wobbling back and forth and then you drive right out of it. Yep. That same truck at highway speed, yep. if you, it has a nasty cyclical hop, three on, three off, three on, three off. And then if you look, if you look backwards at drive axles, that rear drive axle, it's just bouncing up and down like a whale tail. It's absolutely crazy. Um, I've, I've okay. So, when you so said, go ahead. Okay. So one of the tests I do on that first, I'm going to measure my driveline angles and see if they're where they're supposed to be. And if they're not, I'm going to correct them. If they are where they're supposed to be, the second thing I do is I take out that intermediate drive shaft between the two diffs, lock in the power divider, and drive it and see if the vibration is gone. If it is, then that confirms there's a fight between the front and rear diff. It could be the slip in that intermediate drive shaft is locked up and it's not allowing it to move in and out. That can cause a hop. Or there could be something wrong in the gearing that is fighting between the front and rear diffs. Yeah, so I've I've heard you mention that one too, and I've even talked to my shop foreman about it. Cause I'm not I'm not taking my drive line apart. I'm not equipped or or experienced enough for that. So mm-hmm. I use shops yeah. for it, mm-hmm. and um, I made that suggestion to him next time we have it apart. Because the same truck on the front part of the drive shaft has wiped out U joints and shit and and input yokes twice now. So it's kind of an ongoing yep. battle. But um, yeah, you've yep, got a battle going on there. Too, so. Yeah, I do. Okay, it's cool. a fair truck, thankfully. But anyway, I keep listening and keep using yep. your suggestions. So keep on. Thanks, guys. You bet you. Good luck to you, buddy. All right. We do have one more. Oh, we'll let's take go. It because, Rutherford uh, runs over. We can run over. All right. All right. One last one. This is Harley. More drive line angles. Hello, gentlemen. This is trailer day, everybody. How you doing? Yeah. This is drive line angles. <laughs> You, okay. You're gonna you're gonna know why Lisa Rutherford calls me trouble after this question. Okay, <laughs> three degrees on the front on a tandem and thirteen on the back. Yep. What's the tritum? Yep. What's the measurement on the third axle on a tritum? Beats the hell out of me. I've never measured the drive angles on a tritum. And I have another one. I've uh, it'll really? be interesting to know what the what the through positions are on the middle axle. I would I would almost bet that the third one is thirteen too. So it would have to, so. But I don't know. I, right. I, no, I can't say. I, I have no idea. I've never measured one. Right. Because okay. if, I it just was, it if it was tilted back that up. way, then at the top of the one middle the axle, the power it. coming out is going to be in a different position. Okay, go ahead. The other one is for the guy that just called in about his driveline angle on his power takeoff. 
this is mm-hmm. kind of perplexing, but what if he had a power takeoff for a blower and a power takeoff for a wet line and on the same transmission? They're not on the same mm-hmm. size of the transmission. That's all I got. Boy, you 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 are trouble. I can see that. <laughs> Lisa calls well, I like me it. trouble. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you, buddy. All right. All right. Bye. <laughs> not an alignment question. Right. <laughs> all right. Bye. All right, I think we're there. We're at the end of the show. We're uh, we got more work to do, and I'm going to research driveline angles on a Tritum. You, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I've got other things I got to do. Thank you, folks. Have a good day. We'll see y'all next week. Yep, next week. Next. Well, we see you next week. <laughs>